25 minutes to two o'clock and it's the one two three show now last weekend i was out and about in hong kong and i got the opportunity to visit maker bay in chon wan now i didn't know anything about it and it was only when i walked through the door that i realized that there's some amazing spaces inside this place and it's all about getting the community come in to come in and learn new skills and develop and grow now the movers and shakers are behind at maker bay who can explain better than my attempts here in the studio they are here in the studio. Let me welcome Cesar Jung Harada, the Hi. director, and Marie Locke Yi, the education director, and also Kitty Lee, the textile artist. And they're here in the studio to tell me a little bit more about it. Now, I'm going to start with you, Cesar, yes. because I bumped into you and you told me a little bit about it. Now, for somebody who's not heard about Maker Bay, tell me what is it <laughs> yeah sure thanks for having us so maker bay is a maker space mm -hmm. or also innovation space so i think uh, a lot of people know about co-working space mm -hmm. uh, but imagine co-working space uh, typically just have a coffee machine and fast wi-fi sometimes mm -hmm. uh, but our space is uh, it's like a co-working space before inventors so people who actually make things need much more than just a Wi-Fi connection. They need machines. Uh, they need to have place where they can make dust, they can make noise, uh, they can try things. So basically, if you are doing anything that requires more than a computer, you can't work in a co-working space. So we have woodworking machine, metal, metal um, uh, elect electronics, biology, uh, textile. Wow. Uh, so you can basically build anything you want from uh, jewelry to building a, a car or a boat in our space. Gosh. Because, so I mean, I, when I walked in, um, there was just a door, a very small door, and I just walked through. And then suddenly this door opened and it's like a TARDIS. There's a massive amount of stuff. And, we're, and this is on, like, how many floors? How much we, space? talking about yeah we're on three floors it's ten thousand square feet wow so it's pretty uh, big when you when most people walk in they feel that they walk into a factory yeah because you have so many machines uh -huh. and yes it is basically a factory on the ground floor and then if you go on the third floor it looks more like an R&D center like a lab where you have like biology equipment and many 3d printer and laser cutter and CNC machines so it's basically a place where you could be anything but I would say now this has become more common so maybe some people are listening here they might know about makerspace or hackerspace but what's really really special about us is that we are focused on social and environmental innovation so we are looking at how can you use technology in a creative way to have a positive impact on society that's what makes us different i believe okay now maria let me move on to you now what is your role what do you do you're the education director so what sort of things are you working on at maker bay Yes, so in Maker Bay, um, apart from the machines, we also uh, have many people coming over to say, oh, I want to learn the new skills because I have an idea in my mind, but I don't know any, like, how can it make it tangible or make it real? So um, in Maker Bay, we will have um, some educational programs and uh, for individuals, uh, from kids to adults, and uh, also... Um, uh, we also have programs partnering with some youth centers and local schools to help them to set up a makerspace there. Mm -hmm. And then teaching them how to use the tools, teaching them how to go into the community to discover, to identify problems or issues they want to solve. And then they will use the tools to, um, make, to make up solutions. So yeah. give me an example of something, say, somebody like a school or a group has come in and they've done something. What kind of, a, give me an example of what somebody has done in that. Um, so one of the examples uh, that we've done with a local uh, student is about 
uh, oceans, mm-hmm. uh, ocean uh, plastic waste. So we bring them to a beach to do the cleaning, right. and then um, they found that what is what surprised them is not about. They found a lot of water bottles in the beach, but the tiny styrofoam beads f- from the beach, and then this makes them to think. Oh, can I make a robot or any device that can help collecting this kind of styrofoam bits from the beach? And then they, when they, when they go back to the classroom, they uh, search for ways online like how people uh, uh, clean the beach, and then they come up with a, with a very cute robot. Is a it looks like a sea turtle. All right. Yeah, and God. then it can have a mini. Uh, like a, a vacuum. vacuum cleaner uh-huh, uh-huh. to to suck the um, and the filter to suck the uh, styrofoam beans. Yeah. Wow! So that's um, some amazing project. That it, yeah, it can go from um, like really local kids, you know, doing something with the direct environment, all the way to startup that grow internationally. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the um, one of the companies I think that did the best out of Mecca Bay is called the Looking Glass Factory, mm-hmm. and so they started making three um, D displays by putting LEDs in space. Uh, so imagine if you, instead of having LEDs on a flat screen, that's right. what most screens are made of, or like a high resolution um, screen, and imagine you put them in space, you space them in three-dimensional space. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that um, instead of having an LED in space, they could use a laser projector and then eliminate etches on a piece of acrylic. And so they started to basically make a, a real 3D screen. Wow. And uh, so they they started to improve this this technology, this invention, and now they have raised tens of millions of US dollars, and they have grown out of Mecca Bay, and they have uh, so it's a springboard, really. It's really just a springboard for you to get your ideas in and to work on it, and then you can go out there and and promote it. It's a place of freedom for people to experiment. That's amazing. That's great. And now, Kitty, you're a textile artist. What 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 do you do at Mecca Bay then? Yeah, actually in Mecca Bay, I mostly uh, maintain the textile area. Mm-hmm. And I also involved in one big program in Mecca Bay's Youth Create program, uh, uh, just like Maria said before. Um, in that program, I mainly uh, teach them how to sew and design of the skill. And I also uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll teach them uh, uh, I will follow a program with them, uh, start from uh, design thinking progress, and also uh, we we really uh, to make something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you have quite a few people coming in doing the sewing side of things, the textile side of things? Is yes. there quite an interest in that? Yeah, actually, sometimes they will come in groups. Uh, maybe sometimes it's not about uh, a big impact, but sometimes it's about uh, to building their dream. Uh, I remember one time uh, a student she want to make a cross-page uh, clothes. It's a spider, uh, so complicated clothes, and she just find their friends together and go to the youth center and find me for the uh, technical support and I just uh, teach them each uh, different skill and they can just make the clothes out and the show is very well. Wow, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I mean, you have a number of different workshops there. Tell me before anything else, before we go into that a little bit more, how did this start for you, Cesar? Because I heard a rumor when I was in this Make a Bay, right? Somebody said, Oh, yes, you know, Cesar is the guy who does this. And he came in and got this place because he wanted to make a boat. So I thought, <laughs> Oh, that sounds very interesting. So, so what were you doing? 
So, um, yeah, so the, the story really started like, uh, so I was based in San Francisco uh, mm -hmm. before coming to Hong Kong. I was sailing ar around the world and I came to Hong Kong by ship. As you do, yes, you yeah. know, right. <laughs> but uh, when I, I was trying to build robotic boats and manufacturing them in China or Shenzhen, it was seven times cheaper and four okay. times faster than San Francisco. Okay. So my investor told me, you, you probably should, you know, spend our money in a smarter way and move to, to, to China. Uh -huh. So I moved to Hong Kong and uh, I was offered space in Science Park uh, because robotics is like cool for them. They want to have these kind of companies. But uh, I didn't find the kind of creative community that I was looking for, that I was used to uh, when I was in, the Euro in Europe or in America. And so um, there was only one hacker space back then. It was called Dim it's called Dim Sum Lab. It's uh, in Shangwan in Central. And um, it's very small. To be a larger thing, it was not possible for me. And so I just thought, well, what about just create that space and we share it. And also I realized Hong Kong is so expensive. Um, people who make things are the, the poorest people and they can't afford to have a space. So actually uh, the real estate problem of Hong Kong makes it even worse for people who make things with their hands. It makes them even poorer. Mm. So the social discrepancy is even increasing. So I set up that space and in a very kind of democratic and community-based way, volunteers helped a lot to even design and build the space. So from so the- So did you make the boat though? Uh, well, so that's the thing. So what, <laughs> so what happened is that uh, um, building Maccabee like massively distracted me, if you will, okay. because uh, I re like I thought like oh yeah we're just gonna build the space and then you know people would join and we just share it and that you know that'd be very natural. Okay. But it didn't happen this way. Like, we were short of cash at the beginning, okay. and so we're like okay what what else can we do? So we started to take on a fabrication job, and then we started to do education project. And then people say, oh, you can make stuff. Like, can you develop this product for me? And we started to do R&D. So it just kind of, in a way, it went through a bit of an evolutionary Absolutely. process, didn't it? It, it, yeah. just, it just was born to be what it is right. from what you, the, the idea that you initially had. Right. I think we had very strong values about like social and environmental impact. And that's always present. And that will always be the, the spirit of Make Bay. But we also um, adapt. Uh, we never advertise really make a bill. Like we have a social media page where, but we never like reached out or organized like a proper marketing campaign. People always came to us because they know that we deliver our work um, and because they're interested in making a change for society. So mm -hmm. people usually say, oh, I want to do something you know, good about the environment or for kids. And then somebody else will tell them, hey, have you heard about Makabe? You could you could make anything there, like whether it's an educational project or develop scientific instruments for WWF. Um, Sound, or like sounds MIT. like you're doing an amazing job. Okay, we're going to yeah. talk some more. Okay. I'm just going to break here for the music because it's all very overwhelming. Sorry. I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to take it all in, but we'll come back in just about three minutes. And my guests in the studio, we've been talking about Makabe, an amazing space in Hong Kong where you can actually go and if you're an inventor of the world is your oyster and um, going back to some of the things we were talking about actually Cesar I was going to ask you like how has COVID-19 affected because I think everyone in Hong Kong has been affected by it mm. because obviously any place where you've got footfall suddenly people are not coming so has Makabe been affected? Well, I think um, Makabe has been affected a little bit like like every organization in the sense that, especially because we do a lot of face-to-face -face, uh, activities like events and project with schools. So that was pretty uh, that was pretty hard. I think we lost ninety percent of our business wow. in uh, in February and March. Mm -hmm. But um, we decided to go online, and now we're actually preparing a new website. So you should see that pretty soon. But Kitty also uh, worked on some uh, face mask 
Thanks. Yeah. yeah uh, because we cannot go into the youth center to teach the student. So in Wicker Bay, I think I'm thinking about what can I do with this, and uh, so I start to sew some masks, fabric masks, and um, but in the internet you can find so many uh, masks. Uh, you can find many different kind of masks, and but do you know which one is the best? What fabric do you need? Uh, um, so I'm also in so many questions in this. So mm -hmm. I buy f many different kind of fabric and also the filter. And I find Maria because she is uh, a uh, scientist. Yeah, she is a scientist. <laughs> oh, right. so, so you put your heads yeah, together yeah. here. So too. we work together to test out which fabric can uh, be the work best. Yeah. Well, work best. Yeah, and, so and also you, find like, the filter. Yeah. Did you like spray? Oh, um, yeah. So you did some, yeah. some trials on it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Empirical observation. Yeah. And then we also take this, uh, take the video of uh, how to videos and then send it to the youth centers, to the youth, to, to let them to um, learn how to sew their own masks and then they can bring it to the community and distribute it. Yeah, huh? uh, we also teach not only the uh, the youth, we also teach the social workers how to sew and they sew so uh, many to uh, to give the youth, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, so, that, yeah. so that's a project that really was adapted very much to what was going on at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and you, have you done, you've done other things too for children. You've been doing a particular project for children to get them on board? Yeah, so um, uh, in, in this summer, particularly in this summer, uh, we also have an uh, exciting project for kids. If you want to uh, have a taste of what is impact innovation, if you want to be innovator, innovate something. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, in summer, we have uh, like a maker week, five days long. Okay. You will be immersed with um, with other people who, who love inventing, and then you will be uh, doing a project around the topic of a sustainable uh, SDG, the Sustainable Development Goal, uh -huh. particularly on oceans and also on land. Um, so within that five days, you will go to have some uh, expeditions and as well as you will learn new uh, maker skills, technical skills, like 3D printings or some woodworking skills, and then you'll go to the workshop to really make your prototype. I can hear the excitement yeah. in your voice right <laughs> yeah. there, you know. It's basically like, yeah. uh, because so many people are stuck in here, right? Like yeah. People can travel. Absolutely. And so for a summer yeah. camp, instead of going very far, you could actually do really re relevant and useful things. Not only, you know, be in nature and have fun and learn new things, but also do something useful for the environment yeah. and for your portfolio if you're going to apply for university. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, for instance, if somebody was interested in that, like, to join the summer camp, first of all, what kind of age group are you talking about here? Mm. Is, there a, is there a range of age that you can join? in summer camp? Yeah, so um, the age is 12 to uh, 18. Okay, Easy. and does it have to be like through the school or they can just come independently? They can to come independently. And there's a limited number of people that can go on this? Yeah, so uh, around eight, okay. but we have uh, several we, we will repeat it. Uh, There'll be different sessions. Yeah, in different sessions. Right. Yeah. So how does that work in terms of like, if they want to do this as a five week project, what's the kind of cost and the commitment for, for somebody who wants to do that or get the kids involved in it? What would that be? Um, so, yeah, so you need to commit for five days uh -huh. and then uh, you can, uh, you, you see the, uh, uh, the cost uh, is uh, 5,000 per, per week. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. so that is for the one cost is 
uh, from the expedition to the testing stage. So there's a lot yeah. going on there. Yeah. And obviously that you have people at each stage of that experts in the mm -hmm. field who are going to be yeah. giving the advice and yeah. things to these people. Right. So that's quite an opportunity, isn't it? Sounds mm -hmm. great. I mean, some budding inventors out there. Are, do you see a lot of interest from children? And yeah. have we got lots of people out there who are coming to you who've got fantastic ideas? Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, uh, what struck me the most is that we have a really big diversity of students. I would say we have some students who had like special needs students that, that came to our space, for example, um, and they developed like game to improve their uh, motricity, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but you also had kids who are uh, very entrepreneurial. There was one kid that, that I remember started to 3D print some um, watch housing, like a, like a, a wristwatch, mm -hmm. and he started a business on this. Next thing we know, it's like he's got a shop <laughs> online and just selling like... Uh, yeah, so so it's it's really a big big range. Yeah. Um, we also have a, an exciting program that that particularly uh, dear to my heart. Like we are building uh, with twelve young people. Uh, they are called the Hong Kong Ocean Youth. We are building a, a coral reef mapping robot. Gosh, that sounds pretty complicated. Now, how, how does that work? <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're trying to make it more simple. Uh -huh. uh, so right now, yes, it is very complicated. But we um, we've been working on this actually for three years now, and we are simplifying the technology. So basically, um, you know, imagine you have a remote control boat, but instead of that, we program a boat. So you basically t can tell it go to this GPS location, mm -hmm. and it will essentially scan the ocean floor and take many many pictures, and then we upload the pictures online, and we create a huge map. And then we use AI, so we're training young people to code in AI to identify the coral. And we're doing that with... Um, so you're really speaking the language of today. This is like all the kind of um, tech things that they need to be aware of at this age right. that it are going to take them for further. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mm. uh, even more futuristic, <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday evening uh -huh. uh, at PMQ in Central, we have an exhibition I think is super exciting. So um, you've seen all these Falcon 9 and recently the ISS International Space Station mm -hmm. has been mm -hmm. like, refueled uh, by uh, um, SpaceX plus NASA. Right. And so I also teach at, at the University of Hong Kong. So that's another hat you wear oh, now. And this is another thing. <laughs> Apart from being, the, you know, doing all of this, um, now you teach as well. So tell me right. a little bit about that. <laughs> so, um, I'm very proud of my student on Sunday. Uh, they will show at Maccabee Central in uh -huh. PMQ. So we have a unit in, in Central. Uh, they're going to be showing their design work about designing for Mars. Wow. So we're going to go to Mars. Uh, but once we get there, it's a very hostile environment. It's extremely cold, low gravity, no oxygen to breathe, uh -huh. uh, no soil to grow food, um, and so and high radiation. So they're designing uh, for the mental health of um, the, f the first Martians. And so the students will present six design concepts um, of uh, how to improve the life of the first colonizer or the first inhabitant of Mars. So ranging from uh, jewelry to body augmentation to like um, body suits to uh, wow. chemistry to things that they would eat to designing their habitats. So this is an exhibition that they've got, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. It's an exhibition at PMQ. Uh, 8.30. Yeah, I was going to say, give me the details again, because if somebody's listening, because it's Friday today, yeah. and if you've got something to do tomorrow, if you haven't got something to do, then it's certainly worth going out. This is on Sunday, isn't it? It's a Sunday at 8.30pm, uh, okay. Hong Kong time, but it will also be live stream. Uh -huh. So if you go on Makabe uh, Facebook, you will see the event, and there's a Zoom link 
everybody is on Zoom these days. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, you can also zoom in. Great. And uh, it's going to be a live cast with the London Mars Society. So we actually collaborate with London, London Mars Society. Wow. And um, a lead engineer of SpaceX will be our guest, um, our guest reviewer. Okay. And uh, don't forget, if you want to get some more details about Maker Bay, if you go to my Facebook page, um, that's Sadia Asmani on Radio 3 RTHK, I have got a link there to your Facebook page as well, actually. So people can actually pick up on that. Now, just before you go, um, first of all, I want to thank you very much, all of yeah, you, for you coming for in, because it just sounds amazing. Um, let me just ask you, like, for instance, how does it work? Like, do people get a membership or how do you get involved if you are a budding inventor out there and you want the space and you think, oh, you're excited now? Right. What's the way forward? So we're trying to make it as, as easy as possible for, for anybody to, to join in. So uh, the smallest engagement is just for a day. For 200 Hong Kong dollars, you could basically walk in and start to use some basic hand tools. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to use more bigger power tools, then you have to take some training. Of course, for sa safety, we don't want people you know, to just walk in and cut their hands. <laughs> uh, so there's like a woodworking training, for example, for Are half Are there people kind of there all the time yes, looking after yes, the place? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. of course. So we have a workshop manager and uh, facility manager. And then we also have the week pass and monthly pass people can take all the way up to having their own studios so full flexibility come just for one day or you could take like a uh, like a yearly membership it's entirely flexible well, sounds great okay if i was just to ask you because i have a little bit of time just before the weather and the news at two o'clock uh -huh. if i was to ask you just um to sum up make a bay each one of you in one word like how would you how would you describe make a bay so cesar for for instance for yourself <laughs> i would say Imagination. Okay. As in, imagination is greater than knowledge. Einstein. Okay. And uh, Maria? Um, I, I, I put in new terms is impact innovations. <laughs> impact. <laughs> because we do innovations, but we, we keep, we make for purpose. We want okay. to make for. Yeah, okay, and quickly yeah. to over to you, Kitty. One yeah. more. Actually, Maria steal my words. <laughs> <laughs> so, so innovation. Maybe I add one more word. Um, okay. okay. Skill. Skill. 